Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 84. So I had a couple of different titles in mind. I'm pre-recording this episode, so I'm not sure which title I'm going to go with. I thought about Singing for Love. Two weeks ago, we did Singing for Grief. Last week, we did Singing for Joy. And I am going to do some Singing for Love. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But the alternative title to this episode is Recharging Your Light in the midst of turmoil. And and I'm going to talk a little bit about turmoil tonight. But first I want to say that I feel like we've gotten away a little bit from talking about awakening and dimensional frequency expansion. But I also see that all of these topics really are connected. And so if you're interested in dimensional frequency expansion, we're going to come back to that. I'm actually going to call in some dimensional frequencies this evening in the meditation when I do my singing for love. So if if that calls to you, if any of the singing that I've been doing over these last couple weeks calls to you, that is part of dimensional frequency expansion. And you can learn more about that on my website, which is paulataylorenergy.com. There's a DFE tab that talks all about dimensional frequency expansion, including all seven of the layers that I'm now aware of. The fifth is celestite the sixth is halite, and the seventh is sodalite. And you can get a little more detail about that on the website. But I want to talk about turmoil because there is this situation unfolding between Russia and the Ukraine that started this week. And interestingly, the podcast used to be a week or two behind. The podcast this week will be airing at the same time as the live video. So you guys get the topical references that I'm making, not that I think the situation is going to be resolved anytime soon, but I want to talk about how triggering that has been. And I want to talk a little bit about finding love and recharging your light in the midst of turmoil. And I also want to talk a little bit about how I mentioned in the grief episode and actually the singing for grief and the singing for joy episodes were both kind of about grief joy the episode on joy was about finding joy in grief and i had to go back there and i'm going to talk a little bit about what i did physically to get myself out of grief and into joy because what happened for me is that i sat down in front of the news the other day which some people would say oh don't watch the news but i am a strong proponent of being a citizen of the world, of being aware of what's going on around you, being involved politically, whatever that means for you. And so I do pay attention to what's happening in the world. And I saw these bombings of civilians and I saw these people who had been living completely ordinary lives, you know, 24 hours before who were now fleeing their city and hiding in subways. And I just started bawling. I had to turn it off. And I realized, I talked about how grief is cumulative. So, so that triggered a lot of grief in me, as well it should. It's a, it's a sad, horrific situation. But then it also triggered the grief that I'm still dealing with about losing my, my Emmett, who was my beloved companion for almost 16 years, my dog. And, and so I started feeling really off. I started feeling really low. I started feeling really triggered. I started feeling, I recognized that I was really getting into fear. What's going to happen? What's going on? How can this happen in the world? You know, I, I spend all of my 
intention trying to build love in myself and spread that to others. And so then when you see reflected back to you so much fear, because that's what hate is, it's fear, it, it it definitely can mess with you. And and so I started, I felt really sad. I felt really anxious. And, and so I had to figure out what to do with that. And I think that it's going to be helpful for me to share that with you all as some practical tools for, for first of all, how do we get back to love when we're in fear? And then how do we recharge our light? Because fear dims our light or it, it doesn't, nothing really dims our light. What fear does is it disconnects us from our light. So really as, as opposed to recharging your light, what I'm talking about is reconnecting with your light, re-recognizing your light, allowing your light to shine even in the midst of what feels like darkness. And so I want to say, and this is going to probably be a little bit controversial and, and I got a little bit nervous about this episode and then I realized I have to speak my truth and, and sit in my truth. And so the first thing I did was mentally process. That's usually the first thing. I'm kind of a mental person. I think a lot. And so the first thing I did, I started mentally processing like, okay, what can I do here? And, and of course there's practical things we can do. And, and I encourage you to do that, you know, donate to um, an organization that's helping people in the Ukraine. If you have the means, get involved, all of that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about purely from a spiritual and energetic standpoint. I was like, what can I do? What do I do with this? And I found my husband and I were like talking about Vladimir Putin and, and it's really easy to get sort of focused on him as, and he's really a representation. He is a representation of this old world patriarchal sort of my way or the highway fear-based way of living. And, and so my husband was saying, you know, oh, this is all his problem. And, and we were talking about, you know, oh, if he wasn't around, maybe, maybe things would be better or different. And, and so I, what came to me was I started thinking about him as a man and like, what kind of a man makes this compensatory action? This is a man who has a deep sense of unworthiness. This is a man who has completely lost that connection to his own light. Because if you are connected to your light and you are in love, you do not hurt other people. I mean, we all hurt other people to an extent and, and that's part of being human. But being in a loving way, being out of fear, connects us with other people. When you are truly awakened, you realize there is no difference between you and everyone else on earth. And so then if you're hurting someone else, you're actually hurting yourself. And so I decided that I was going to start sending love to Vladimir Putin. And this is the part of this that I thought was going to be a little bit controversial. But from an energetic perspective, we talk about this every week. You cannot change what you cannot see. You first have to have awareness. You have to have illumination of your own darkness when you are running from your darkness or projecting your darkness onto other people, you can't change that if you don't see it. So I started sending light to Vladimir Putin. Let this man recognize his true nature because that's the other thing. It's so easy to get into this like us versus them and this person is evil and I'm good. And that is what got us into every conflict we've ever had. Inside every person is that same divine light. 
and they can become so disconnected from that and they can have so much trauma in their background and so much fear in their vibrational fields that they completely lose sight of that and they act in ways that we would never associate with love and light. But they are still a divine being of light deep down. And, and so my, what made me feel better, what made me feel like I was doing something spiritually and energetically was to send light to the people of Ukraine, to the situation, but to this man who just must feel so small and sad and scared all the time to be aggressive in the way that we have seen. So that's just a little bit about mentally where I went to to start to get myself back out of that because I, I recognized I was I was responding to the fear. And fear breeds fear, just like love breeds love. So if you get pulled into like a fearful vibration and then you start getting anxious and then your body starts getting tight and and that does not serve anyone. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I almost named this episode Finding Ease in the Midst of Turmoil. We cannot be effective when we are in a triggered state. So in order to be effective, whether that's practically, physically, whether that's emotionally and energetically and spiritually, we must come from a centered place of ease. And the other thing I want to say about turmoil is that most spiritual teachers will tell you that, and we've talked about this on the show before as well, what you see in the outer world is a reflection of what's happening inside of you. And so that's another reason why this can be really triggering. Because to see what looks like possibly a world war happening, when you're somebody who thinks of yourself as a good person, and most of us do, and most of us are, we're doing the best we can. But then when you look at that on a micro level, so that's a macro level, that's this worldwide level. But I started talking to my husband and I said, yeah, but on a micro level, how well are we getting along with the people immediately in our circle? How well do we get along with the people we work with or the, the other parents of our kids that, that they go to school with or, or in our family, our extended family? We have these microaggressions within ourselves, within our own bubble that get played out on this larger stage in a macro way. So from a spiritual perspective, the best way, or I'm going to, the best way, I don't know. I don't really like that. That's a judgmental sounding word. From a spiritual perspective, I feel that if I am to change the world around me, then I must focus on myself. I must focus on finding peace in myself, letting go of fear, stepping into love, expanding, illuminating my own shadow, loving my own shadow, because my shadow is Vladimir Putin's shadow. And that's a triggering thing to say. And like, no wonder I got triggered, because I don't want to think of anything like that person. But if I am seeing that reflected to me, then there are elements of that person in me. And that is what is reflecting back. And that is very triggering. So then the next thing I want to talk about is how do we get out of that triggered state? Because I just said we can't serve anybody in a triggered state. We're not serving ourselves. We're not serving those around us. We're not serving the macro, buying into fear. And of course, fear exists. This is a fearful situation. But 
fear doesn't serve us. I can't control what is happening on that macro scale other than to focus on myself in the micro. Focus on being as peaceful as possible within myself, within my immediate surroundings, within my own relationships, and, and sending that love and light out and trusting that it will reverberate out. A lot of times what we see reflected back is, you know, like if you watch the news, it's almost all bad news. And, that, and everybody knows that. And there's a lot, you can do a lot of study about that. My husband read this book called, I think it was called The Culture of Fear. And it was all about, you know, keeping people in a fearful vibration is a good way to control people, is a good way to control how they think. So stepping out of that as much as you can, coming back into ease, coming back into your body, expanding out in love and, and awakening, continuing to awaken. It's interesting. I had, you know, we've talked, life has these ups and downs, right? And I had, I posted that show about awakening and I was so radiant and, and expanded. And then Emmett died and it was like, oh, okay, well, how do I get back to that radiant and expand itself? And it's not that I, it's not that I'm not still radiant and expanded, but perhaps I lost touch with it. My, I didn't dim my light. I just lost my light a little bit in the darkness, in the fear, in the sadness or grief, which we talked about how grief comes from love. And so then I was kind of on this upswing again, and I was feeling really joyful. And we had last week's show. And then this world conflict happened. And it was like, but this is life. This is the way life goes. So as life does its big ups and downs, how do we stay constant? How do we stay expanded and loving in the midst of the turmoil around us? And so I want to talk about what I did practically to get myself back to a more grounded state, because I think it's really important that we give, I, I always try to be practical and I, I entitled my book, Spiritual Integration, A Practical Guide to Connecting with Yourself, Others, and, and the Divine. I want to show you that this is doable. You don't have to be a monk sitting in a cave or in a monastery to live a spiritual life, to live an awakened life. But you do have to make some effort toward coming back into your body, letting go of that fear vibration and expanding. So first I did that mental processing. And I started sending this light out and that helped that because I was really, I was almost in a, like a panicked state. Like the, there was a, a lot of fear coming up and then a lot of grief. And I thought, I, I can't take this. It's too much. And so, and I did turn the news off. And that's another thing I will say, like I said, I'm a proponent of being aware and being informed. That does not mean watching the news 24 hours a day. That means seeing enough of what's going on to know what's going on, but absolutely taking breaks, taking days off, taking vacations. There's a reason why when we go on vacation, we don't tend to connect with the news and stuff. We tend to take that time completely off. And, and my husband and I always comment, you know, like we go down to Mexico and maybe it's three or four days and we don't really watch TV and we, you know, we're just out in nature and then you come back feeling so recharged. So taking a break is entirely appropriate. And I saw my friend, uh, Liz, the uh, Femme Genius, I suggest you follow her on Instagram. She's awesome. It's at Femme Genius. She posted something about your trauma response that I thought was really important to note. 
So if you're dealing with trauma, which most of us are, or if you're working on healing trauma, if you're working on bringing your body back into ease, it's okay to step away and take a break from something that is triggering your trauma response. If you're seeing like I did these, these people and that's triggering you again, do what you can practically to help them, but acknowledge that it's okay to take a break and, and care for yourself first, focus on the micro and trust that that will reflect out into the macro that the focus on yourself and trust that that will reverb will reverberate out and affect the world at large. And sometimes it's hard to have faith in that way because we don't see that reflection. You know, we're in this denseness of physical matter and, and there's so many people here with free will. And, and sometimes it, it does feel like, you know, there's the, there's a battle between good and evil, right? That's kind of the simplistic way of putting this or a battle between light and dark. But first of all, without dark, there is no light. So we have to have both and we all have both within ourselves. So recognizing that darkness, loving that darkness, recognizing our divine nature, and then expanding. That is how we recharge our light. That is how we reconnect to our light in the midst of this turmoil. So my suggestion, this is what I did after I did my mental kind of processing. Then I realized like I need to do something physical. I need to move my body. And we talked about that with grief and it's hard. I was feeling heavy. I was feeling depressed. I didn't really want to do anything. I wanted to kind of like lie on the couch and feel sad. And so I picked out some music. I, I was in the mood for disco. So I put on some disco music and it really started out like, uh, uh, okay. I'm going to move my body. Oh, eh. like it was very, <laughs> And if you're listening to the podcast, it just sounds like I'm grunting, but I'm sort of barely moving my body around. And, and, and like, it, it was hard. There was that inertia there. I had to push through that inertia. And that's why I love, pick out music you love and do some sort of movement. And it could be dancing, it could be yoga, whatever calls to you. But what I find is that if I do something that's prescribed, I'm going to do a yoga class. I'm going to go to the gym. That, that is not going to happen when I am in a heavy, dark state. It's too much. But I can like reach over for my phone and put on some music and turn on a Bluetooth speaker and like bob my head around and then maybe, you know, move my body around a little bit. And then pretty soon I'm getting up. And so what I found was after about three or four minutes, and this usually happens, then I was getting more into it. And, and I was doing this intentionally. I was turning it into an energetic exercise. So I was dancing, but I was clearing this fear vibration out of my, out of my aura, out of the area around my body, out of the energetic fields around me. And then I was kind of twisting and, and moving the energy in my body. And then I started stretching. Cause that's another thing. When you have that constriction of fear, everything gets really tight. And so then, so I moved, you shake that energy loose. That's what the movement is. We shake that energy loose. We need to move that energy. We need to move that fear. And then as I started stretching, then I started my stretching and my deep breathing. And that was starting to ground me. I'm back in my body. I'm recognizing like, oh, everything's okay within my own body. I'm coming back to that micro level. How am I doing how do I feel? And I started feeling way better. 
So I did some movement, I did some stretching, and then I did some meditation. And I had a really amazing vision. I'm not going to, I'll maybe go into that another time, but all it took was eight to 10 minutes of movement, five or six minutes of stretching. So what is that? 15 minutes or so to bring me back into ease enough that I could return, I could reconnect, I could recharge my light. And what I ended up doing, I got so expansive and so illuminated that I had this amazing vision. And that was not my intention. My intention was like, I just need to move some energy. I need to get out of this fear vibration and and back into this love vibration. And the other thing is, the more that we can hold that vibration of love on the micro, again, within our own bodies and our own energetic fields and within our families and within our communities, that is what grassroots change is. So we start on that macro level, micro level, and then it moves out to the macro level. We start on the smallest scale of just within ourselves, within our families. And and I noticed, you know, as I got more illuminated and more awakened and, and more expanded, you know, then my husband and I started talking like, oh yeah, this is really hard and, and it's bringing up grief about Emmett. And, and so then it allowed me processing for myself, allowed him to process for himself. And that is how that kind of ripples out. And I'm discussing this with you because I know that some of you are going to take this and run with it. And some of you are going to hear it and it's going to change your vibration. Just the vibration of my words will change your vibration because I speak from a place of love. (sighs) So I suggest that you try that. Put on some music, dance around, move around. It doesn't have to be dancing. Some of us, I'm not, if you tell me to dance in front of people, I'm like, ah, it's like most people who are told to sing in front front of someone, you know, I'm going to look weird. I do this in my room. I shut the door. No one sees me except my little poodle Wendell who likes to dance with me. Sometimes I pick him up and we dance around. Reconnecting to that joy. We talked about finding joy in grief and we talked about taking that, that tight black hole of darkness that pulls the light in. I mean, fear is that way too a little bit. So if we can take that and loosen it a little bit and expand back out, then even in the midst of this turmoil, we can reconnect with ease and maybe we can reconnect with love and light and maybe we can even reconnect with joy. And it's hard to say that because it it is because we have empathy, because we have love for our fellow humans. I don't want to say I'm in joy when I know that there are people fleeing literally for their lives. But again, I can do what I can in the practical by getting involved or, or making donations or whatever I can do. And then I can do what I can in the spiritual and energetic and the lighter and more joyful I am the more I can send that vibration anywhere in the world, anywhere in time, energy transcends time and time isn't linear anyway. We're not going to get into that. But if you can be in a state of light, then that light starts reflecting, that light starts shining. And that is how we change the world. One person, one individual at a time by, by reconnecting ourselves by unlearning. It's not really a change. It's an unlearning. It's a shedding of this vibration. It's a recognizing like, oh yes, there is a lot of fear around right now. And, and a lot of it is probably called for, but not 
it doesn't serve us. Fear does not serve us. And ultimately, we are divine beings and and nothing can harm us. We can we can have our physical lives end, but that beautiful divine light in us will go on. So we tend to that light. We reconnect with that light. We recharge that light. And that is how we serve on the macro level. So for tonight's meditation, we're going to come back into ease. I think we're actually going to do a little shaking. I didn't plan for that ahead of time, but we'll do a little movement, a little shaking. And if you are, if you can't, I'm not going to get up. I'm sitting here, the camera, if I get up, the camera won't see me. You don't have to be highly mobile to move your body. You, if you can move your arms, you can shake your hands. You can set the intention of moving your body without having to make you know, you don't have to be running around or jumping around if you're if you're confined to a chair or if you're someone who's not mobile. You know, let's say you don't even have use of your lower body or your, you know, you can move your head. You can set the intention to move your body energetically without even moving your body. It helps to move your body if you can, but if you can't, you can still use intention to move that energy because what we're doing is moving energy through the physical body. Physical movement is a great way to move energy through the body, but we don't have to move physically. So we're going to come into the body. We're going to get really grounded and relaxed. And then like the last couple of weeks, I'm going to sing. And tonight I'm going to sing for love, singing for grief, singing for joy, singing for love. It's all the same. But I do have the intention for this evening to call in some dimensional frequency and use that sound to help reconnect you with your light to help illuminate whoever ends up watching this and to illuminate the greater good. I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this for whoever watches it, but I'm also doing this out of service for the greater good for those people in Ukraine that are, that are in fear right now. I am sending them light. I'm sending them love. I'm sending light and love to Vladimir Putin. As I mentioned, you don't have to go that far. I am going to give an opportunity at the end of the meditation to send some light. If you feel like you've reconnected and rekindled your light and, and you're shining and glowing, send it to whoever you'd like. Because anytime you send love out, that improves that macro. That imp improves the world around you. And it also comes back to you. So you really can't go wrong in sending light and love. So let's meditate together. So try to sit up for this meditation if you can. Just because we're going to move or, or start sitting. And then once we settle into the body, you can come into a, a more reclined position as you'd like. I'm going to start with a little bit of sound. Sometimes the low sound of this bowl doesn't come through on the recordings, but know that the vibration is coming through of the bowl that I'm playing here. And just sit for a moment and notice how you're feeling. Let go of any judgments that come up. Are you feeling anxious? Does your chest feel tight or fluttery? Does it feel like your mind is racing? Does your body feel tight? Chances are you're probably 
in that sympathetic response, that fight, flight, or freeze, and that's okay. We're going to transition out of that and back into ease. So once you've noticed how you feel, start by doing a little bit of movement. And you can move slowly. You can just kind of move your head and neck back and forth. Maybe circle your head around. Do whatever calls to you intuitively here. Maybe you're going to shake your hands and arms a little bit. Maybe you get up and actually move around the room and dance around a little bit. That's fine. Do whatever calls to you here. If you're sitting down, maybe you shrug your shoulders or roll them in a couple directions. You can kind of move your chest around a little bit. Just getting some movement into the body. Maybe you bounce your legs and your feet, shake your feet a little bit. Again, whatever your extent of mobility is, let that be where you're at. Just be where you are with that. But just move around a little bit. We're just shaking up some energy. And then as you come to stillness, check in again. Notice even if just that movement perhaps quieted some of the physical feelings you were having. I was feeling a little fluttery and tight in my chest and now I feel calmer just from moving. So let's add to that by taking three of those deep oxytocin breaths. You're going to breathe in through the nose, let your belly float out. And then as you breathe out, you're going to sigh that with an audible ha sound. <sighs> you want to start with that higher pitch going down to the low. That vibrates the vagus nerve, which is one of the things that helps bring us out of that sympathetic and into the parasympathetic, out of that fight, flight, or freeze, and into the ease response. As I mentioned earlier, we're not effective when we're triggered. So we want to come back into ease. We want to come into being centered and relaxed. And then we're going to reconnect with our light tonight. We're going to recharge and illuminate within the body and around the body. And then there'll be an opportunity to send that light out if you choose. So notice how you're feeling now after those deep breaths. Maybe you want to move around again a little bit. If there's an area of tension that you're noticing, you can kind of gently move that. Take another nice deep oxytocin breath and focus on breathing into your tension. And then as you sigh it out, feel that tension flow out down the body and into the earth where it will be recycled for the highest good. Allow that crown chakra, that area at the top of your head to gently open and let's call in our light. This is our divine light, the light of God or Ki or Chi, life force, energy, prana, whatever word you like here, unconditional love. Let's call that unconditional love and light in through the top of the head. Let it spend a moment or two here in your brain and your thoughts tonight inviting your thoughts to slow down a little bit, but letting go of judgments if they don't. Letting that light come into your throat and your neck, pausing there for a moment, then allowing it to flow down into your chest and into your shoulders, letting it flow down your upper arms into your elbows, into the forearms, wrists, and hands, 
Really feel this unconditional love and light coming into your body here, reigniting the light that's within your body already. Allow it to flow into your chest and your upper back, to your abdomen and your mid-back, your low belly and low back, into the hips and the pelvis. Maybe pausing for another deep breath here. As you sigh this breath out, let that beautiful light flow down your thighs towards your knees. Take another breath here. And as you breathe out, let that light flow down your lower legs into your ankles and feet all the way down into the earth. Invite that rich, beautiful support of this physical realm, the earth, to flow in through your feet. Let it come up the legs and the pelvis. Let that beautiful earth energy come into your heart. You might even place your hand or hands on your heart here. We want to allow free flowing movement of light, of energy in the body, around the body, inviting that beautiful light in the heart center to reignite. Noticing any heaviness in the chest, giving yourself permission to release that heaviness, letting the light shine through that darkness. If, if it does, there's no judgment. If it doesn't, you can repeat this as many times as you'd like. Set the intention here to illuminate from this beautiful heart center. Start to envision a sun at the center of your chest. And let the rays of that sun grow bright. Let the rays of that sun shine out from your heart center. Let the rays of that sun shine out past your physical body into the room around you, or the area where you're sitting. Expand that beautiful light out several feet from your body. Let it really shine out from your body here. You can move your arms gently up and down, out to the sides through that auric field, that area around the body, just spreading this light. You can just do that with intention. But start to see yourself in a cocoon of light. There's light coming from within you, from your chest, from your belly, from your forehead. You're a being of light. You're shining light out. And you're wrapped in this light. You're safe. You're warm. And you recognize that this light is love. And that love is what me makes you feel safe. That love is what keeps you warm. That love is wrapped around you. Keeping you in this cocoon of light. But you're also setting the intention to send that love out. Just let it come out into the area around you. You're not sending it to anyone. We'll do that at the end of the meditation. But just envision now your entire being, your body, the energy within and around your body is a giant sun. You're radiating light. And let yourself stay in this feeling. Let yourself keep working with this. If you're not feeling it, just set the intention that you are light. 
set the intention to envision that sun starting at your chest. If you're there, just stay there. That's fine. If it begins to grow, then set the intention to allow that light to grow, to encompass your entire physical body and the area around your body. And stay with this as I sing. I will sing light into your body, into your energetic fields, into the world at large. Let yourself receive that light. Let yourself reflect that light out as well.
yourself as a being of light to let that light shine out see if you can let it grow even further now let it grow out past the room that you're in past the building or house you're in let that light grow out into your neighborhood and illuminate those you share space with let it illuminate your town or city Let that light grow out beyond your bubble now and send it to wherever you would like. Perhaps you'll keep expanding out into your state or country or to the world at large. Perhaps you'd like to focus where you're sending that light. Let your intuition guide you here. And if you feel like you're not ready to share, that's fine. Keep that light within your space. Never sacrifice your light to give light to others. Illuminate with your own light. Shine so brightly that it illuminates the paths of others, the lives of others, the hearts of others. Let your heart speak to their heart. Let your light speak to their light. Be radiant and illuminated as you are meant to be. Let go of any remaining fear that's vibrating in your field. Let it be transformed to light and love and expansion. See yourself now as a being of radiant light. See yourself as you truly are and let that light shine as you move forward with the rest of your day or evening, with the rest of your week, the rest of this month. Be a light unto all those you encounter and you will be a light unto the world. Let yourself keep radiating this beautiful light. But draw your awareness back into the physical body now. If you'd like, you can gently allow that crown chakra to close or leave it open for the highest good. Flowing back down now, letting that light flow once more through your head and neck, through your chest and belly your hips and pelvis, your legs, knees and feet. 
coming back fully into the body. Perhaps you spread past your body. Let that light continue to radiate out, but come home to your heart space here. Perhaps place a hand on your heart if you'd like. And take a nice deep breath here into the heart space. And then affirm with me out loud. I am fully present in my heart space. I allow myself to live with an open, loving heart. I freely shine my light and gift it to others to illuminate their heart. I am a being of divine light and love. As you're ready, you can move your body slowly coming back, maintaining that beautiful radiance, that connection to your light. Know that you can come back to this anytime you feel like you'd like to reconnect and recharge your light. This meditation will be here for you. Move your body to vibrate, loose that energy of fear and then come into this meditation and allow yourself to be the radiant being of love and light that you are. As you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me. Be a light unto the world, both in your own immediate world and to the world at large. Have an illuminated rest of your day or evening, a radiant rest of your week, and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday. Mm-hmm.